Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, short-lived New Year's resolutions, a new Milton Martin Honda location, ceramic batteries, and wind chill factor explained. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim right now on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, your resident car nut, and Timothy Basquale, a poster to the stars. How you doing, Bud? Do you do the New Year's resolution thing? Nah, I'm... Yeah, I'm pretty, what what would I change? <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> How about you, Bill? I resolved this year to abstain from all commitment. <laughs> well, that's that shouldn't be harder to. <laughs> it's like you know, for Lent I give up sacrifice. Oh. Yeah. You, it makes a lot Lent easier to live. Jeez. <laughs> I'm telling you what, you, you Crazy, crazy, crazy guys, the two of you. You know what? Well, you know what's funny is uh, when you go back to the gym. You know, after New Year's. Yeah. It, it, you, you know, if you belong to a gym, you Francis see all Meadows, the swimming pool, the pool, swimming pool. Yeah. Oh yeah, the same thing. Yeah. See all these people you, you never see. Oh yeah. Have never seen before. It's like an Esther Williams pageant. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> For like three weeks. In three weeks, yeah. And then it's a ghost town again. All right. So they. And they're in shape in three weeks. Is that That's what you're amazing. saying? I want to know what they're doing. What are they eating? Yeah, I want that plan. You right? Yeah. As long as I don't have to look at you in an Esther Williams <laughs> swimsuit, I'm just, but, I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, you're right. And uh, you know, then we then we just go on as usual. Yep. Mm. Anyway, do you remember the Paris Accord or whatever it was that they had, where everybody decided we we're going to save the planet by going to electric vehicles? Oh yeah. The Swiss mm-hmm. now have put a ban on electric vehicle use. Right. Because the power grid keeps going down. Exactly. So they, they want you to limit your speed, your use, mm. et cetera, et cetera, unless it's essential. It's going to be like watering your lawn. Yeah. It's going to be on certain days you can drive and on certain days you can't drive mm-hmm. your electric vehicle that they pretty much kind of sort of mandated it's, that you, know. you that you get. It's out of hand. It's out of uh-huh. hand. They have so little. They they can no longer put holes in their cheese. Really? Yeah. They don't have the the electricity to run the equipment. Well, if to they do did, it. nobody could get to the plant and, and run it. Apparently. Right. So. So I've got the I've got the hot rod magazine. Here's here's some interesting articles. Remember we've talked about the Godzilla engine. Yeah. Some uh, engineering company, mm-hmm. an automotive engineering company, they're, they're, they build race cars and things like that, has figured a way to put the 7.3 Godzilla into a Fox body Mustang. Now, the Fox body Mustang was much smaller than the SN95 Mustang, different right. packaging and stuff. I think they're cool. In fact, yeah. I sold three or four of them before I ever built them in the cars. I wish I'd kept them all now. Yeah. I had a couple of the, the notchbacks. I think that was my favorite body style, and, wasn't it? The yeah. Fox body. 
87 to... So if, if, you, if you were, you know, cruising around and you see the Hot Rod magazine for 2023, look at the car. It doesn't look anything like a box, a Fox body car. Oh, no. It is... It is well, I don't know how the heck they even... It's got a cage in it and it's, you know... Okay. Because that's a, that's a good size engine. Yeah, it is. But they're proving that you can get the engine into different vehicles and do the modifications and stuff and make it a usable hot rod right. engine. Um, you know, that's basically was built for the trucks. Mm-hmm. Maybe a better swap to do would be another article that was in the magazine, and that concerned itself with putting a Coyote engine in a Fox body. That's okay. always been a tough deal to do because of the oil pan. Uh-huh. The oil pan and the shock towers. I was surprised to see in the article that nobody had... Had re- they hadn't replaced the shock towers. I would be, if I was going to do the swap into a Fox body car, and, and let's talk about the Coyote engine for a minute. The Coyote engine has three variants of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like 420 horsepower, 440, and then I think the bullet had 460 or 480. The difference being the Generation 1 and 2 are the only ones you can do the swap with. When you get to the, the, the Generation 3, that's when they put direct injection as well as port injection on the car. Okay. And that's where they picked up a lot of the power. Uh, they had some changes in the variable cam timing and stuff like that. But it's got a different oil pan on it, so it doesn't work with this, this setup. But Holly has come up with an oil pan now that will allow you to clear the cross member. And I think if I was going to do the swap, I'd also eliminate the shock towers and put a different uh, K member in the car. All right. You know, with coil overs on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's just me. Uh, that, that shock stuff's towers, a bit, they, they really stuck way into the engine. Back. Well, they did, and, you know, it's an overhead cam engine. So mm-hmm. the, the heads, once you take the heads off, it doesn't look any bigger than the 302, but the heads make, uh, you know, make header header mounting and getting it spark plugs and stuff just a, right. an aggravation and a half. Let's put it that way. But if you get this Holly oil pan, you can make the swap, and you've got 460 horsepower Wow! in your Fox body. Mm-hmm. If you take a 302 and try to get it to 460 horsepower, you know, the pushrod engine, you're going to spend probably more money than you would on a Coyote because they're, they're available now. You can get them, you can mm-hmm. get them in the junkyard. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had no idea. So that might be a good uh, a good project car for you. Dude. Yeah, that might be. Yeah. If I find a fox body, can we hide it in your garage? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good thing because that's that's what's going to happen if I find one. We'll have to hide it in your yeah, garage. Yeah, we'll have to hide it in my garage, but I think I've got enough junk to put in front of it where we're So going, so I've asked you guys I've asked you guys now if you had any resolutions uh-huh. for New Year's. Do you have any plans for New Year's? Well, you know, we'll, we're moving into the farm house, yeah, right. so my plans are farming and cutting trails through the woods. And no, I mean on New Year's Eve. Oh, New Year's Eve, no. no. Your plans are passing out if you've been doing all this work. <laughs> yeah, right. No, we don't. we're way past that. <laughs> well, as we ring in the New Year, the government is at it again. Oh, yes. At least in, uh, what state is this? New Jersey. New Jersey. The Garden State. Mm-hmm. They are... Uh, they need fresh air since cars, buses, and trucks are powered by fossil fuels. Uh, they've announced a plan that will eventually put internal combustion engines on ice. Yeah. By. <laughs> and how did they do that? Uh, well. They made a rule. 
Well, we can make a rule. There you the, go. There the you go. The advanced clean cars two rule will be adopted on December 18th. With this rule, New Jersey joins a growing list of states, California, Vermont, New York, Washington, that are requiring re vehicle manufacturers to make zero emission vehicles an increasing percentage of their new light duty vehicle sales. And well, how are you going to do that? Well, you know, how do they make them give it, them away? It, well, it says EV sales have surged 50% since last December. That's somebody monkeying around with statistics yeah right you know, that's the well it was easy early on because there were last went year we sold zero. one now we went to two yeah that we've sold and have, have, have they not been listening to us about what automakers are doing with evs right now right you got to be living under a rock if you think we can all be there by and 2030 just, it, yeah. if it were only that easy to just sign it into law and it actually happened let's make a rule a rule. Yeah. That's kind of sort of like a law. Mm -hmm. You but. have to make these electric <laughs> vehicles more available to people. Well, how do you do that? Well, cut the price. Huh. Oh, well, and, and, well, well, we'll, and who well, pays for that? We'll have another subsidy. Yes, another <laughs> subsidy. Hey, well, Jim, bud, we're going to need a little more tax money. Like I say, welcome in to the new year. Yeah. Same as the old year. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN, always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. Well, it's not often that we have the owner of the car dealership in the studio with us today, but we, we just happened to run into Mr. Butch Miller today from Milton Martin Honda, co-owner, correct? That's correct, that's correct. Right. A, a co-owner of Milton Martin Honda, not owner of Milton Martin Honda. So, I'm reading the Sunday paper a couple of weeks ago, which comes on Thursday now or some ridiculous thing. We get to <laughs> the get the paper two and a half days a week. Or, was, that, was that the Sunday before? Was that the Sunday before or the Sunday after that? I, I don't know. I, I'm, wondering if you, <laughs> I'm wondering if you can you know, get the Sunday before and see whether you're in the obituaries before it actually happens or, or how that all works. I want to get the lottery the, numbers, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that would work out good. But the big news was you folks are going to uh, pull up stakes on... Uh, Browns Bridge and uh, moved to Oakwood. Tell us a little bit about that story and how it's come about and uh, thinking behind it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we've been on Browns Bridge Road for over 30 years, mm -hmm. and uh, Browns Bridge Road has been very good for us and continues to be very good for us, but we're kind of landlocked and uh, we can't, can't expand any. Right now, we have a, just a little bit over six acres, and we have purchased uh, 10 acres in Oakwood at the top of the exit ramp on exit 17 when you're coming north okay exit 17 right. turn to the right will be immediately on the right okay so we've got a lot going on in oakwood what about that well and and that's you know as we all know i live at the other end of 400 yep you know we're we're 60 and 400 meet in north hall mm -hmm. and they're bringing the city out to us and uh with the with the city come the customers and 
uh, all those other things. So I think it's going on in the South End, too, just as much, if not more. It's coming up 985. Uh, Atlanta's going to overtake us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I will uh, give a plug for uh, Jacobs Media and WDUN and uh, and the folks here at Access North Georgia, Access uh, North Georgia particularly uh, recently. That media group, this media group, helped separate us from Metro Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Sure. If we didn't have this media group, we would just be engulfed and melded into Metro Atlanta. And I think that's that's why you don't have a separation with, at uh, Lawrenceville or Buford or Norcross or what have you. But in Gainesville, it's a separate uh, economy, separate community. It absolutely is. Yep. Yep. And I, I think that's important to point out. Also, as you move now to this 10-acre spot, mm-hmm. what are your plans for... You know, it's not just you need the, the space to park cars. What's your what's your plan for expanding what you offer this community? Well, we have uh, prided ourselves on, on the personal relationships in this community, making sure that we took care of people that needed uh, our service. And particularly during COVID, we remained open. We never closed. And uh, uh, some days I was thinking to myself, what in the world are we doing? It was almost like you put a barricade at the front gate uh, we went from 93 employees to about 16 employees <laughs> oh, <laughs> for wow. a few of those weeks. Yeah. And, uh, but we, we, we remained open. And we had people come in that say, oh, thank goodness you're open. Um, I've got a, 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 a bulge in my tire. I needed my oil change. I needed service to, to be done on my car because I have to go to work. Right. You know, whether they were nurses or doctors or, or, or firemen or what have you, those are kind of jobs that they had to go to work. And they would come in and say, oh, thank goodness you're open. And we never closed during that period of time. So I think we've offered that consistent, reliable uh, service to our community. And that's really what it's all about. We hope to expand on that in Oakwood. Uh, We'll have a a bigger uh, piece of property, a bigger footprint. We've got about six acres in uh, Gainesville. We'll have about a little over 10 acres in Oakwood. And, um, you know, we've got 16 or uh, 17 uh, service bays in Gainesville will have 37 in Oakwood. Wow. So we'll, we're, we'll be expanding. It's wow. exciting. The, the ex- expansion, when do, you, when do you break ground or have you broke ground, and, and what's, the, what's the schedule for it? Well, we would, had hoped to break ground in October. It looks like it's going to be November, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, would like to be in there in uh, 2024. Okay. Late 2024, early 2025. So it's uh, going to take a few days to... Yeah, I would to, think so. Oh, yeah. yeah we've got a, a local a local construction uh, company, Carol Daniel Construction, is doing our building. And uh, Rochester and Associates have done the engineering. And we're very, very excited about it. And have just they've been great folks to work with. So we're excited about that as well. So this is going to be state of the art. It is, in fact. And the photographs are absolutely unbelievable. Wow. And um, there will only be about... Uh, by the time we get open, there will only be two dealerships in the country open of this design. So we're really excited about it. Now, does, does Honda put their input into the designs of their places? Is that, that would be an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, that would be an understatement. Yes, they do uh, put their, they do uh, weigh in significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of finesse, a lot of uh, detail items that we're able to, to make decisions on. And, you know, they build, build dealerships all over the world, so they're, sure. they're, they're qualified. Yeah, and you have, yeah. To, you have to adapt 
you know, certain countries what they want and what other countries want. And, oh yeah, oh, you yeah. know, and they're and they're it, worldwide. And parts of the and parts of the uh, parts of this country, right? In, in parts of this country, what this what people want, what the consumer wants, that's what what we want to provide at Milton Marnanda. What do you see coming down the line? <laughs> uh, we Tim and I can't do a show without talking about EVs or hybrids or something. And we're we're you know we're a couple of knuckle draggers here. Sometimes it's hard for us to. You know, not bring up a big block, something or other that you know we used to have or, or wish we had back. What what do you see coming down the line for Honda as far as their approach to some of this stuff that just seems over the top with the the, the emphasis on on EVs and green and you know. I think it all has its place. Thinking. I think it all has its place. EVs, hybrids, uh, internal combustion engines—they all have their place. And they all serve a purpose. Now, if you're going to scoot around town and run errands and so forth locally, EV might be the car for you. Uh, if you're going to go on a, a longer trip and uh, have a heavier payload, then until we uh, move into some different types of uh, battery sources, different types of electrical electric vehicles, then you're going to have range anxiety. Sure. You know, you're going to worry about, am I going to get to that charging station in time? So I think the EVs have a place. I think the hybrids hybrids have a huge place, and I think the internal combustion engine has a place. I don't. I don't think any of it's going to go away. I don't think it. You know, you you can't you can't legislate that everybody go out and buy an EV. Well, absolutely, that's the case, and nobody wants to be told what to buy or what to drive, right? Or what to do, or when to take a shot, not take a shot. Mm-hmm. With that, we we Americans are pretty independent. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. And, and the infrastructure that will be required to make the consumer comfortable with the uh, complete electrification, the infrastructure is just staggering. But um, you know, that, that was the case once upon a time with the railroad. It was the case once upon a time with telephones. It was right. case with the uh, Eisenhower uh, expressway system. That's right. So yeah. we'll get through that. Mm-hmm. How can folks learn more about this new location? Maybe see. Do you have anything online? We, we will have. We'll have a, a site they can go to. Drawings and um, and sketches up over the next few weeks. We uh, we have a weekly construction meeting that is exhaustive, <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine. Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah. the again the the folks at. Um, at uh, Carol Daniel and the folks at uh, Rochester and Associates keep us on track, and we're working with a couple of other national vendors that'll help us a great deal, that um, help us in the design and implementation implementation of the new store. What will this do as far as employment uh, at the new facility? Well, we we will expand employment significantly, probably 25% more uh, employees, okay. and. Um, and we will have uh, extended hours. Again, Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville and Northeast Georgia has been fantastic for us. And we have really made it a point to try to serve the community. And, and in doing so, uh, the community has supported us. So that's what, that's the, the uh, really the philosophy that we will take forward to the new, new building. 
Yeah, I think it's a great philosophy. I think yep. it'll work for you. Yep. yep. All right. Continued success. Thank you so much. Come back. Uh, do a podcast with us. Uh, visit anytime. I'll look forward to it, bud. Thanks so much, Tim. Great to see you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Car guys got to hang together. You got that right, baby. Yeah, right. Oh, wait a minute. You got that right. Yeah, all right. I heard that. Where, where I heard that before. <laughs> we'll be right back here, Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Don't go away. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. From first responders to daily drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. One of our favorite guests to have in here in the shop, and we haven't had him here for a year, I don't know where the year has gone, is Dr. Rudy Kiefer. He's a professor of physical science at Brunel University. He's here on his own behalf today. We just want to talk car stuff. Rudy, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, Rudy. Pleasure to be back. Well, you know, we know, we know you as a hands-on guy, all right? What projects have you been working on? I know you got the V-dubs and you got the motorcycles and stuff. What have you been working on since the last time we saw you? I also have a 30-year-old Chevy Astro van. Okay. And uh, I'm keeping that one not for nostalgic purposes or anything, but just because the thing will not quit. And <laughs> what is that, got the uh, 4.3? It's got the 4.3 Vortec engine. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that won't quit. One of the best gasoline engines yeah. I've ever had. Six-cylinder uh, V arrangement. And uh, it was time for new shocks because uh, I put the gas shocks in when I bought the vehicle in 1998. It was already seven years old. And after all these years, the shocks were getting a little sloppy. You don't overload it from time to time with stuff that you're bringing home, do you? Uh, yeah, that <laughs> has happened. And I've been, I've been towing a trailer with it and gone through all sorts of abuse on mountain <laughs> roads and rocky uh, terrain. So uh, I put new gas shocks in, and the improvement is remarkable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the shocks don't produce a smoother ride, really. Um, Georgia 365 between Cornelia and Lula is a real washboard, and I feel the bumps there. But they keep the wheels on the ground. Yeah, they're they're, they're very proactive shocks, Mm -hmm. the gas-charged shocks, as opposed to the old shocks that we used to have. You didn't have much compression rebound, uh, you know. Damping, yes. Damping Mm -hmm. in the shock, because they are a damper. They're not really the suspension. They are a damper. Exactly. I've, I found myself going through the curves much faster again in that van. Watch and out for speeding Astro uh, van. Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I went with uh, hand, hand-painted in Volkswagen colors. <laughs> hey, earlier in the show, we were talking about the new Honda Rebel 1100, sort of a cafe-style cruiser, two-cylinder water-cooled. What are you riding when weather permits nowadays? Um, I like twin uh, cylinder engines like the Honda Rebel has. Uh, I actually have an ancient Honda Shadow 1100 from oh, oh, yeah, that was a great bike. Yeah. 1985. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Japan's first attempt to imitate uh, American cruisers, mm-hmm. and in the style department, it went horribly wrong. But uh, they built very good, very solid bikes. I always wanted one more gear in mine, though. Mine, my, uh, yes, mine mm-hmm. was a. I think a four-speed? No, five-speed. Five. But, but I want, always wanted it, one more when you yeah, got yeah. the highway speed. Yeah, you're, yeah. S- you're still turning almost 5,000 RPMs. In, in the later in years, the fifth, they did yeah. go to a, a six-speed in them. 
but it was a very comfortable bike. Mm-hmm. I liked it. That was my first bike that I had with forward controls, which I really mm-hmm. got to like after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you must have had the 1987 or later. That's yeah, when yeah, they went it would have forward. Been American, yeah. 85, they still hadn't figured out about those controls yet, and I had to invent my own stuff there. <laughs> uh, my, my daily ride to work is a Honda 600, actually, mm-hmm. because there's much less weight. It's more versatile. And the Honda 600 Shadow is the friendliest bike I've ever had. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't do any quirky things. It doesn't surprise you in a turn with something. It doesn't wallow. It's very dependable. And it's not um, a heavy bike. It, yeah, it's, it's quite lightweight, yeah. about 490 pounds, I think. Oh, have, you, have you had any interest in electric motorcycles like the Harley Lightning? Is that anything that's, that's in your... I would enjoy having one. The new Harley isn't my style because I'm an old fogey and I, I, I like the styling of the Harley Davidson I do have, right. which is a 2002 Road King and I'm, I'm one of the old fashioned chrome guys. We, we don't go for all blacked out yet. We like the <laughs> glitz and the glitter and the bling and I like the sound especially of the 2002 twin engine. You're not tired of polishing the chrome yet, huh? No, no, that, that never gets tiring. Uh, hanging chrome is one of the things we used to tease each other with. In, yeah, that's uh, true. Oh, the, more yeah, forums. the more you can put on it. Our guest right now is Rudy Kiefer. He's professor of physical science at Brunel University. Um, Rudy, we were talking about a Tesla. Uh, we have a story here. We haven't talked about it yet. I'm crashing in at high speed, a Tesla 3 and scattering its battery cells all over a neighborhood, causing some fires in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on these Tesla? And I didn't realize until I saw this photograph, this thing has got like a million mm-hmm. AA batteries in it. Now, I know they're not AA batteries, but that's what they look like. Your they, thoughts they look on that? They like rifle bullets. That's right, of, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, that, that case was in Corvallis, Oregon about uh, two weeks ago. Uh, a driver heavily under the influence of drugs, apparently, uh, Drove at 100 miles an hour, hit a telephone pole and some other stationary objects, uh, disintegrated the entire car. It tore the passenger side off the car. Fortunately, there was no passenger. But uh, the rest of the car came into pieces, and including the lithium-ion battery. 4,000 cells. Yes. They blew, blew apart into the woods and stuff. Yeah, there are a lot of these cells there, and they were scattered like, like a, an ammunition box came open from, from an airplane. Um, the trouble with these lithium-ion cells is that when they're in use, they heat up. And uh, a lot of these battery cells were hot. They did start a small fire. Police had to spend a day going around in that area looking for the scattered battery cells, picking up with the safety equipment because some of them were still quite hot. So uh, they, one, one more thing the police don't need to be doing in their spare time. You know? Yes, I think there should have been a sanitation department or something taking care of that. I, I was surprised to read that. I think we should have sobered the driver up and had him uh, crawl around the woods for four or five days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe he was the original Bush bandit. You never hey. know. He, he first left the scene of the accident, yeah. actually, yeah. and he was later arrested. And uh, he's going to have a lot of charges to answer to. Charges. So, Driving an electric car. You yeah. have uh, uh, <laughs> you've done some research on these, uh, what they call the quantum glass batteries that are being developed 
for future electric vehicles. What are that? What is that all about? Um, there, there are a whole lot of new battery types being developed. Uh, the, the times of the lead-acid batteries, those are definitely coming to an end. Quantum battery is not a real thing yet. It's not a real battery, and uh, you certainly won't be able to buy one at your auto parts store anytime soon. The uh, quantum battery is a theoretical construct. It's, uh, in simplest terms, an atomic configuration where electrons absorb uh, light energy from photons and uh, it operates on a nanoscale, that means an atomic scale. If that works, if it can be turned into a workable physical battery, then we would have a battery that doesn't lose its charge over time and that holds a charge that's many times more powerful even of the best batteries that we get now. That would change the industry tremendously. It will, uh, and uh, there are two universities working on it in Canada, but they're very tight-lipped about what they're finding. Um, the, the more immediate development are improvements, uh, is, is improvements in the lithium-ion battery technology uh, to eliminate the problems that we're having with them. One of them is the fire hazard that mm -hmm. we talked about. Sure. Lithium-ion batteries grow little whiskers inside them. They're called dendrites. That's between the two poles in the battery. They grow little metal threads. Once those metal threads touch the other side, they cause a short. And when you have a short circuit, things heat up, and that's what causes the fire. Oh, that causes the fire. Interesting stuff. And we're we're going to take a break here. Can you can you come back after the break? Certainly. We got. I've got a weather-related question that's driving me nuts. And it's a short drive, I understand. But we'll be right back here, at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. And our guest that hung over from the last segment, that would be Rudy Kiefer, uh, professor of physical science, Dr. Rudy Kiefer, by the way, uh, works here at Bernal and in other universities throughout the world. And we're, we just wanted to hang around to finish up this battery explanation. This quantum battery is a solid state battery, as I understand. No, no, it doesn't exist yet physically. I mean, I mean, the patent so, for it is the design is a solid state battery. Hopefully, it will be solid state. Yes, okay. uh, it doesn't rely on electrochemical principles like all the other batteries. So it's completely it's something new completely technology. different, completely new, and uh, the information out there is still very vague because once somebody discovers something like that, they'll want to exploit it commercially before before anybody else can sell it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, now I've got a simpler question. The weather's turned chilly here in Georgia, and tomorrow could be 80, but who knows. They're, they're right on top of this, the, the weather people, telling us about the wind chill factor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand if it's 30 degrees out and the wind's blowing at 20 degrees, to us it feels like it's 10 degrees. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, that's, that may not be the exact number, but it, it feels a lot colder than it is. How about to our engine block? If, if we took the hood off of our car and the fenders off our car and we set it out, you know, in the weather and it's under the same conditions, how cold does it feel? Well, but uh, at 32 degrees, the engine would feel exactly like 32 degrees because it has no skin like we do. The uh, human... Mine's got a bunch of skin that's been rubbed off of me on to it. That's a whole other discussion. But, uh... Mine's more like castor oil uh, spilled on top. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, uh, human skin works on the air conditioning uh, principle. Uh, it's uh, an evaporative system. The human skin is porous, and in order to cool the body, it evaporates liquid or perspiration. And uh, when we have a wind blowing on human skin, the perspiration works faster. That's a cooling process. Um, An engine doesn't have a skin and it doesn't perspire, so there is no additional cooling through evaporation. But the the metal molecules contract to some extent, don't they? They do, yeah. Metal expands and contracts with heat. But there is no additional cooling effect like we have on the human skin. Okay, so it's 100 degrees outside, and there's a 50-mile-an-hour wind blowing. Why do we not have a wind chill factor of 50 degrees in the summer? Because the body temperature is 98.6, roughly, uh, uh, degrees, and I've actually noticed a reverse wind chill. It gets hotter when you have a hot wind blowing on you. I've, I've noticed that on the motorcycle. Oh, you would, yeah. The oh, bike, yeah. Back yeah. In, in Athens, we had 105 degrees one time in the 1980s, and, and like a fool, I rode the motorcycle to work, mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to fall off that bike. I got hotter and hotter in that wind. Yeah, it's like riding in an oven. Yes, exactly, You're sitting in front of a mm-hmm. blast furnace. So uh, once the wind is hotter than the body temperature, you still get the dehydrating effect, which is dangerous, but you also get uh, hotter as far as your body temperature. That is why he is Dr. Rudy, professor of Mm. physical science, and we're still doing a radio show. Right. (laughs) Because he rode a motorcycle to work. That was his landscaping (laughs) job in Athens in the 1980s. Are you going to come back and play radio with us again sometime? Great pleasure, always. Always always good to have you here. Uh, Great information, and we don't see enough, so we'll reach out to you here in the new year and and keep, keep having you on just as often as we can. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks for taking the time. Well, here's a story that should make uh, at least 7,000, 7,500 people happy. Yeah, right. 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 Uh, Rivian just got a huge break. Despite opposition, the Georgia Supreme Court declined to hear an appeal contesting the legitimacy of Rivian's expected property tax breaks for its new $5 billion EV facility in the state. So yeah. this factory is going to produce up to 400,000 EVs annually. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I don't know. I, I... Well, I, I will say, Bud, that in, in Rivian's defense, I will give them this. Have you seen any of the Amazon electric vans running around? I've seen one, and our friends Dan and Pam from West Virginia say they've seen one has come to their house. That is a Rivian product. Oh, is it? Okay. So So it's being used commercially. So they have a uh, contract 
with uh, Amazon for 100,000 of these electric oh, step okay. vans. And if you look at the specs on these step vans, they're really nice ergonomically, and the drivability and all is very good on them. This is the perfect use for an electric vehicle, in-town deliveries. Um, and they, they want to make these vans available to other delivery people and service people like plumbers, electricians, etc. So there would be a chance that they would have a use. Now, I don't see uh, building 400,000 EVs if it's their standard pickup truck, which cost over 100,000. No, no, and no. And no, no. uh, they make an SUV that's like 150,000. And they're nice vehicles, but I don't see them selling that kind of volume in, in those. And as far as uh the the state gave them free land tax breaks grants and infrastructure and the whole package is worth 1.5 billion dollars and the reason that there was a court case about it is because the landowners near the site who are paying their property taxes and i see where they might be a little bit miffed that the government is giving this company $1.5 billion in tax incentives and giving them land. Nobody gave the rest of us land. Now, it worked out okay when they did the same thing with uh, Hyundai down there in West Point, Georgia, and, right. and that turned into a good deal with the Hyundai plant and its... Uh, um, the people around it to provide the parts for the Hyundai's. But when, know, they, so. when they do this, does, does Rivian actually wind up owning the building or do they lease it? Well, I'm not an attorney, so you'd have to ask someone a little bit smarter than me but about that. Because I've seen some of these agreements where the county keeps the, the building mm -hmm. and I've got I've to do a little more research on this because well, I, I thought I remember reading, um, well, we're going to find out. Anyway. Yeah. That's but you're right about the the, the Hyundai thing. Mm -hmm. Hyundai thing. Uh, well, we'll see. It's supposed to supply 7,500 jobs. So that brings, you know, that brings some money into Morgan County. Yeah. And, um, you know, the and is that businesses gonna, is and that everything going else. going to yeah. lower the taxes for the that's people a good, around the plant? That, uh, that's or a good is point it going to increase up. their land values where their taxes increase? So, I, I don't know. Well, we both got homework on this one. Yes, we do. Man, homework. As soon as the, the, the year's starting here, we're giving ourselves we're giving, homework. Right, homework. But, hey, the but you're right. This, a is right a, this is a good use mm. of a vehicle in a commercial environment that's sustainable because they will be able to put in the chargers at the plant. Right. Or at the facility, at the, the Amazon warehouses. Is sure. They'll be able to make their deliveries. And uh, the Amazon thing ain't going away. Right. I mean, you, you can order stuff on Amazon, and they're knocking on the door before you've no turned kidding. off the screen with the stu stuff. I, it's crazy. I wish somebody could explain to me how that actually happens. but uh, Yeah, it's magic. We'll, get, we'll have to get Mr. Amazon in. Oh, yeah. Who is that? Is I, that Jeff Bezos? Yes. Let me give him a call. Started it in his garage. I think I got him in my cell phone. Yeah, here. see, maybe you can get him on the yacht. That's yeah. a whole other... Uh, He's moving to Florida, you That's know. And do you story. know why? No state income tax. <laughs> wow. And the state of California is very angry with him about that. Ah, well, yeah. 
I say, oh, you you can run off, but you're going to have to leave you some of your money here. Hmm. So we'll see about that. That's not going to happen, huh? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Very good. All right. If you're restoring a classic muscle car, where are you going? Well, we're going to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast so that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience, or go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you like. And that's brought to you by our great friends, the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia. Okay. Back to you, bud. Well, we're into the new year. We'll be back next week. Remember to keep between the ditches. Shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Always here. Always Always local. local.